It ain't the left side or the right side, then it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the fan-sided network and finfanatic.com. The Dolphins have won six football games in a row. It wasn't the prettiest game today, but, you know, it, when, when the Dolphins go into New Orleans next week on Monday night football, it will be 50 straight days where they have not lost a football game. I mean, it's, it's quite incredible, quite incredible when you, when you look at that, but Paul, it was not pretty today, especially in the first quarter. I mean, six fifty left in the first quarter, the jets were up 10 to nothing and we're getting the ball at halftime. I mean, and I, I'll be honest with you, three minutes left in the first quarter. Ashton Davis dropped a very easy interception that could have put the Jets up 17 to nothing heading into the second quarter. But luckily, the Dolphins rallied. They had a string of offensive possessions. They had four straight uh, offensive possessions with 58 or more yards and uh they came away, came away, ugh, came away with the win here. Yeah, so I'm glad you just brought up that Christian Wilkins touchdown because that's I know that's the first thing we wanted to talk about here. Right? Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Even the chat knew I was bringing it up. Even the God. chat knew I was bringing it up. The fat guy touchdown from a fullback today. Let's go. We get the Lambo oh, leap from him. We got freaking the worm from him after. We get the fat guy celebrations. And you know I was going nuts. Now, who cares? I mean, I <laughs> I was thinking that after that, uh, Robert Hunt would probably catch a touchdown, but he did not. Dude, uh, you you probably wouldn't have even wanted to do this show if Robert Hunt got a touchdown after Christian Wilkins. Like, no, no. Just, I don't have like, time for nonsense. The best kind but, of nonsense. It puts six on the board. Let's go. Yeah. But it's always good to beat the Jets. And... You know, this, but let's be honest, this game was scary for a while. It was. It really was. But you know what? Under Flores, the Dolphins have been a slow starting team. Um, starting seasons, starting games, you know, you name it. They, they've mostly been a slow starting team. And coming off a of bye week, they came out like they do and and started off slow but overall once they got that first quarter out of the way Miami did pretty damn well down the stretch here we had a running game uh we overcame some bad play the defense with two minutes to go in 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 the second half had allowed 45 yards in the second half I mean we had I think I think it was six sacks today um there's guys yep. that played great games that didn't didn't stuff the stat sheet. They did it without Jalen Waddle, their leading receiver. They did it without Javon Holland, arguably one of the top two defensive players that they have. Um, and, and and really, they did it on a day where Zach Wilson came out and suddenly looked like a quarterback. So there's a lot to like about this win. And if you're going to be a good team that's going to go somewhere. You've got to win the ugly games, and that's something that we've we haven't seen Miami always do, uh, as far as those ugly games go. When something didn't bounce their way, they folded up like a cheap suit over the past twenty years at times. And for Miami to come out against a bad team that's gonna pull out all the stops with nothing to lose, like you and I talked about off the air, it's it's worth its weight in gold to not let the Jets play spoiler here. Yeah, and you talked about trick plays in our pregame show, and we saw a lot of trick plays in this game. I mean, it, really, that's all the Jets had to do. I mean, it, the, the first touchdown of the game for the Jets was a Braxton Berrios two-yard end around, and a third and 15, which was one of the most important uh 
plays for the for the Jets on offense. Third and fifteen was a play that was basically a hook and ladder on a third and fifteen. But one of the, the best Dol- hook and laterals I've ever seen. Let's face it. It was it was good. It was good. I mean, the Jets were Jets were up ten to ten to seven at the time, and it was a third and fifteen play, and uh, that extended a drive that allowed them to go up seventeen to seven. I mean, it, so for the Jets to come out and pull out all the stops for the Dolphins to capitalize after the fact. Yeah, it it does say a lot about about uh, what the Dolphins could bring to the table as far as the mental toughness. It does. I mean, it, it's and there's a lot to like. One of the things that you know we, we've talked a lot about playoffs in the past few weeks. Something we didn't expect to at the one and seven start. Um, one of the things that you really need for the playoffs is a running game. And Philip Lindsay showed a spark a few weeks ago before going down with an injury and COVID and all those things. He's supposed to be back soon. And then Duke Johnson started to show a spark, but it was kind of a log jam there. And I like the fact that even though we had Gaskin and Ahmed back today, Duke Johnson was the feature guy and Gaskin was the change of pace. And Duke Johnson looked every bit of that role because there were times where Sheldon Rankins had him stacked up behind the line of scrimmage and he still got six yards. Or various defenders from the Jets, he went through first contact. He went through second contact on a lot of occasions. I mean, I haven't looked at his number of broken tackles today, but he played a great game. And you need a running game to be an actual playoff team when you get there. Absolutely. And... It's almost weird to see Duke Johnson break off tackles because we haven't seen that enough with Miles Gaskin. And, and Miles Gaskin's a good player, but he's more of a good player in a third down back type of role. And it, as far as I'm concerned, moving forward, my, uh, Duke Johnson and Philip Lindsay are the first two running backs, and Miles Gaskin is the third down back. That's it. I'm going to take a slightly different approach. I like the idea of Duke and Lindsay being the one-two, but at the same time, we can't overlook the fact that while Duke looked the better of the two today, Gaskin still averaged over five yards a carry on, on his 10 carries today. And if you've got the three of them, you can afford to ride the hot hand. Whoever seems to be standing out, if it starts to fall off, start throwing the other two in. I'm cool with that. And one thing that I do like, too, even though it means you'd have to keep four active on game day, something they did with Ahmed, I think it was two weeks ago, where that pitch play to the outside, taking advantage of the wheels that he has. I do like that play, although I think you can run that with Duke Johnson just as well. Yeah. That that was certainly a play that allows the running back to get out in space. Um but I'll say this moving forward, Savan Ahmed is done. He's he's off the roster. He's cut, as far as I'm concerned. We've got three running backs. We've got Philip Lindsay, we've got Duke Johnson, and we've got Miles Gaskin. And we've that got is, Christian Wilkins. No, nope, nope. Nope. Hey, I'm I'm fine with Christian Wilkins uh playing two or three snaps a game uh as a fullback, but that's it. Um nothing more. Especially if it equates to a touchdown. But staying with running back, 32 carries for 161 yards from Duke Johnson and Miles Gaskin. Um, 5.03 yards a carry. I mean, this is probably the best running back performance we've seen. And I mean, in several years, I I have to go back to, to, to Reggie Bush several years ago to, yeah. to to think about. I mean, because it wasn't just that it wasn't just that there were wide open holes. It's there there was actually yards after contact repeatedly with Duke Johnson. And this is somebody that we just took off the practice squad. And you know, he he uh when you look at Duke Johnson, you know, He's with his fourth team. He's 28 years old. He went to New Orleans High School here in Miami, went to the University of Miami. He finally has a chance to really be that guy. And 
I want to see what he does next week against uh, against the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football. And by the way, I'm pretty sure the Saints are going to shut out the Tampa Bay Bucks here. Good, get that shutout out of their system. Uh, somebody brought up in chat Jay Ajayi, and Ajayi did have a couple of those games that just dominated from the, from the running back spot after Reggie Bush. But oh yeah, that's right. It's I mean either way, it's been a few years at this point. Uh, somebody brought up. Don't forget about Malcolm Brown. Look, I'm going to tell you right now. Forget about Malcolm Brown. Forget about Malcolm Brown. Like I, I he and on, and and whoever brought that up in chat, yeah, that's Jay Ajaye. Um, was over over a, a six game stretch. The reason the Dolphins got in the playoffs that year. The J train. The the J train. <laughs> oh man, that was that was phenomenal. But now we've got the C train in Christian. Shit, no. <laughs> you, knew, um, you knew it was going to come up a lot tonight, Kat. You knew it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but look, <laughs> the Jets heading into this game <laughs> had a we're allowing a quarterback rating of one hundred eight point eight, and. I got to be honest with you, Tua did not play a great game today at all. I mean, in fact, I look at the first three drives and it was it was almost embarrassing how he played. I mean, if if Ashton Davis had come away with that interception with three minutes left in the first quarter, we would be sitting here talking about Tua going 0 for 4 with two interceptions and the Dolphins down 17 to nothing. Now that doesn't detract from how Tua has played over the last several weeks, but I'm going to tell you right now for a saints team that is shutting out Tom Brady, who may be MVP of the league Tua the Miami Dolphins will get their asses kicked on Monday night football next week. If Tua plays at the level he did today, Hey, Dolphins fans, if you're an NBA fan, you want to check out the Knuckleheads podcast. It brings on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. It's hosted by former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. They're in their seventh season on the podcast. Some of the guests that they've got coming this season include Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, DeMar DeRozan. The guys will talk about everything, from the golden era of sports, past culture, Give you some untold stories. It's a lot of fun. Make sure you check out the link down in the show notes below. And again, that's the Knuckleheads podcast hosted by former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. If he plays at the level that he did at times today, they will get their ass kicked. But here's the thing that I do like. It's even with the bad play moments. There were also some special throws even then still mixed in. Uh, You look at the one to Isaiah Ford, uh, that over the shoulder where only he could get it. There were a few passes that went incomplete. They were only where his guy could get it. Uh, He threw a couple to Mike Kosicki that only he could get it. That throw to Devontae Parker at like the three-yard line in between three people where he just dropped it into the basket uh, was was absolutely a, a special throw. There were definitely some terrible throws early where I, I just looked at it and went, what is he doing? But at the same time, he recovered from it. And, yes, the, the Hunter Long pick, he just locked in on him and did not see the defender. The defender made a beautiful read on that. Um, that pick six it was horrific. But at the same time, outside of that after the first quarter, he settled down, and, and he didn't go into a hole um, from there, which, you know, we've seen quarterbacks fold up when that happens. It's just like we've seen that quicksand moment from those guys. Yeah, I've, I was impressed with how he recovered from that bad first quarter, but then he threw that pick six at a time when the Dolphins had the game under control. And that's that's what I don't like. But then he and, broke uh, out the truck stick. He did. He, and I'll tell you, he, he had three runs today that were very impressive. And 
he saw that happen beforehand. And we haven't seen that a lot from Tua this year where he saw that that play happen beforehand and, and you know, gets 9, 10, 11 yards and gets that first down. And that's something to be noted. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's there was a lot to dislike, but there was a lot to like as well in the game today uh, as, as far as that goes. And, and we didn't take a lot of bad, ugly sacks either. Again, Tua continues to do a good job of avoiding the rush. And, and I got to tell you, I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. The offensive line is playing better. It is. It is definitely playing better. And I'm going to tell you, Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson played well today. Yeah. They did. They did. They played well. And they played well against a team that, you know, where was Quinnen Williams today? Quinnen Williams is probably going to make the Pro Bowl with six sacks for the Jets for the Jets at the defensive tackle position. Invisible today. Hunt, and Hunt played a very good game too. Hunt played well and Robert Jones got in and played well for a series or two. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And, and Jesse Davis. Jesse Davis had a great block on a 34-yard run by Duke by Duke Johnson, or no, excuse me, by Miles Gaskin. Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing, and, and there's a consistency with how the Dolphins are running the ball each game and their commitment to running the ball, because it, it, when they run the ball 25 to 30 times a game and they run downhill, it allows the offensive line to get some consistency. Yeah, no, and... Granted, there's something I want to bring up because it came up early in the game from the commentary crew. The Jets were missing Foley Fadukasi today. Foley Fadukasi is uh, somebody that our longtime listeners will remember I wanted in a late round for Miami years ago. Um, he is a very, very good run-stuffing defensive tackle. Uh, but at the same time, he doesn't get the push-up field. So the fact that they had defensive tackles in that get a better push-up field than Foley. Foley's got five yards of quickness, and then he's he, he just he's not going to catch you. Like it's just it, that's not who Foley is. But it's the fact that guys that could get up field today, and Miami did a good job of keeping them from doing just that. was was very impressive from this offensive line. Uh, just whether Tua made some bad throws or not, the offensive line. I, I got. I, I don't think I'm going to have an offensive lineman as as my my Coke bus player today, which is no, no, I'm not either. I'm not either. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball, the first drive of the game, the Dolphins allowed a 84 yard touchdown drive, um, and then you know after the first after the first half or before the first half, um, they allowed a bunch of truck uh, a bunch of trick plays too, but. Um, it, really, it was just that first drive. Um, I have I I don't have a lot of bad comments about the defensive performance at all. I mean, when when you take a look at at specifically Byron Jones and how he played at the cornerback spot, two big time breakups, and he didn't allow receivers to get past him, and and he was really an island there with himself. So I don't think they threw it Howard once. I don't think they did either. Uh, Xavier Howard had that Braxton Berrios touchdown. He probably could have better done a better job tackling, but didn't make an impact actually in the game. So no, it, it basically looked like they said to Zach Wilson today, like, look, don't throw it Howard. or you are going to look like a rookie. Yeah, and he did look like a rookie. He, I can see the physical talent with Zach Wilson, and that's something to monitor moving forward. But, you know, 76 quarterback rating, and he took six sacks. I mean, he tries to extend plays all the time, and that's what you saw here with the Dolphins' defense. Jerome Baker with two sacks, and I'm, I'm happy for him on that. Manuel Ogba with a sack. 
Andrew Van Ginkle was a monster today on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah. So we'll Javon Holland and Jalen Waddle did not did not even uh, did not even play today. Nope. I was surprised about Holland being that late late morning scratch today, but let, let's get to it, Cat. We'll throw you 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 taking two of first. Uh, let's let's go at the quarterback spot. I'm gonna give. Look, things have changed at the quarterback position. Okay. We have to have higher expectations heading into this game Tua tongue of Iloa had, he was 13th at quarterback rating heading into this game. He was eighth in ESPN QBR. He was fourth from PFF over the last four weeks. He has to, he's the guy that's going to be the difference for the Miami dolphins getting into the playoffs or not, or having a winning season or not. And I didn't think that matched the performance today. And, you know, to start off the way that he did is, in my opinion, unacceptable for somebody we call a franchise quarterback. And that pick six on a curl route on third and 14 to Hunter Long is unacceptable as well. I think Tua will play better over over the next couple of weeks. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a C minus. I'm gonna give Tua a B minus for this one. The pick six was brutal. Uh, the first quarter was brutal. But outside of that, he recovered well. I like the way he ran the ball. I like the fact that he lowered that shoulder and did provide some motivation for for the players around him with that. Uh, I did think that despite some of the other aspects, he did drop in some special throws, which I talked about earlier. But again, I, I can totally see where you're coming from on, on that C minus. Um, I wouldn't have gone below a C personally, but it, it's for me the B minus is good, especially considering the way he he had poise in the pocket through most of this game. And the New Orleans Saints have let's see here have officially shut out the Tampa Bay Bucks. Good. That is who. The Dolphins are going to be playing in Monday Night Football. So, Tua, let's do it. Because if if he does, it's going to be the first time in my 28-year history of being a Dolphins fan where the Dolphins have won seven straight games in a row. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Let's do it. Paul, I always throw it to you on running back. First, and you can uh, take this it's, one, Kat. no, 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 no. It's it, it's unfair when I throw it to you on running back because it's always kind of a meh type of grade. So I'm going to throw it to you first on this. A absolute A. We have a hundred yard rusher for the first time this season in Duke Johnson. Miles Gaskin came out, averaged five point four yards per carry on ten carries, looked decent. Um, and then. On top of the two touchdowns from the running back position, you got to count the fullback as a running back. Christian Wilkins with the receiving touchdown from the fullback spot. Actually, let's go A plus because we got a fat guy touchdown in the running back room. I was expecting you to kick it up to an A plus with Christian Wilkins on that, and deservedly so. I mean, 32 carries, 161 yards, two touchdowns from the running back position today. Over five yards of carry and a dominant reason of why they won the game today. So, absolutely. Uh, wide receiver and tight end. Um, Wait, what was your grade on running back? I didn't hear it. I was too busy. Uh, a. Uh, all right. I can take it. I'm going to go A. And uh, receiver and tight end, uh, you know, I, mean, I would say overall just a solid performance. I mean – I, I have to look at the all 22 after today, but I mean, Devonte Parker four catches 68 yards and a touchdown. And by the way, Devonte Parker stays after this year. I don't want to hear anything about cutting him over $6 million when he's 28 years old and he is able to dictate matchups the way that, that he is. I mean, 
I would rather have somebody who plays eight to ten games a year and dictates these matchups as opposed to somebody who would cost five or six million a year. Um, Isaiah Ford, three catches, 51 yards. This guy is never going to go away. He creates separation mm-hmm. and clearly has a uh, goes away, something he's be to back it. in a couple weeks. Yeah. Mike Kosecki, five catches, 43 yards. And uh, I, I hear some shade on Mike Kosecki from our chat. And I think you all should be ashamed of yourself, to be quite honest with you. Um, 64 catches. 685 yards from a hybrid wide receiver tight end. Um, <laughs> who else are you spending 80 or $90 million on? Uh, yeah. Uh, Jalen Waddle is going to return next week. He was standing on the sideline, which is a completely different conversation. <laughs> I'm going to go with a solid B for the wide receiver and tight end spot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a B. Albert Wilson early on <clears throat> did a great job catching a deflected pass for the first down, then ran back for not a first down, and then managed to get back for a first down, as he tends to 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 do when he actually catches the ball, which he continues to take great things and make them interesting. We'll go with, but no DVP. Great game from him. Mike Kosicki, there was a lot to like in this one. I wish he came down with that ball. He almost came down with that ball that was pr- placed pretty well considering he was in triple coverage. Uh, Durham Smythe is wearing his invisibility cloak again, but he did block well. And that was a thing, too, today that that I saw, not just from Smythe. I saw Kosicki make some good blocks today in the run game, uh, which when's the last time we can say that one? Um Mac Hollins, I thought we'd see a little more of him today. Hunter Long, it's starting to feel like they're trying to force feed it to him at times and force him to be part of the game plan lately. And that worries me a little bit, even though I like his long-term potential. But I can go with a solid B for these guys as well. Yeah, and uh, in the chat, uh, John Fioriano said, uh, how do you guys forget about J.H.I.? I'm actually embarrassed I forgot about him because he's probably the most dominant offensive player the Dolphins have had for the last 10 years. So uh, I love J.H.I. I'm embarrassed for Cat that he forgot about him. Yeah, me too. (laughs) too. Um, Offensive line. I mean, look, no penalties, controlled the tempo of the game. I am never going to beat the drum for this offensive line being a talented unit. But, I mean, what what more can he ask for here today? I mean, 160-plus yards from, from the Dolphins' running backs, and Tua was not under constant pressure throughout the game. I'm going to give him my biggest, uh, my highest grade throughout the year for a game, and that's going to be a B plus. I thought you were going to beat me to it, but you didn't do what I'm doing. Uh, they were opening up holes in the run lane. They were blocking downfield. They were keeping to a clean. Um, they were opening up lanes for him to to abandon the pocket through when when receivers recovered. They got our, the Jets arguably had their best pass rusher today, which they didn't have when we played them a few weeks ago. And the offensive line handled all of it. They handled what was a pretty good defensive line that was coming off a bye week. They handled the blitz. There's not much more you can ask for from an offensive line except maybe a few more pancake blocks. Um, They even pushed Duke Johnson or Miles Gaskin for extra yardage at times in ways that don't count as a penalty. Um, I can actually go with an A for this offensive line today. There was no weak link. And if that sounds ridiculous, then I I challenge anyone to say, what was one block that was missed today? Really none. 
I mean, one or two maybe. And <laughs> when when you when you uh, stockpile onto that that the Dolphins' running backs had had 160 plus yards, yeah, I, I think that A is well deserved. It's not to say the Dolphins shouldn't make improvements in the offseason, but yeah, I mean, very good performance here from the Dolphins' offensive line. On the defensive side of the ball, one question I have, Paul, is why does it take midway through the second quarter, or or actually midway through the second drive, for the Dolphins' defense to realize that they should just bring the heat and play that front seven alignment, that dancing bear front seven alignment immediately throughout the game because it it seems like they get punched in the mouth in the first drive, and they did here when the Jets went 84 yards for a touchdown in the first drive. And then they had a great performance after that. So I can answer that, I think, for these guys. It's when they played the Jets a few weeks ago, they came right out in the, um, as you put it, dancing bear, uh, that drunk defense, the psycho defense. And the Jets started running some rub routes that put Miami in a very bad position. And I think they came out worried about that today and then said, screw it. If we're going to get beat, let's be ourselves. And then they went to it and just destroyed from there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that being the case, I can't fault them because when you've played a team and something didn't work, you tend to start getting away from it a little bit. And then they went back to it and it really was effective in this one. So mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah, and after that first drive, anything that Jets did offensively was gadget type stuff. I mean, <clears throat> I mean that it was an incredible hook and ladder type uh, play on that third and 15. But, you know, that's it. And Zach Wilson is somebody that we talked about in in our pregame that he holds on to the ball for a, a very long time and he extends the play. And when he does that, somebody has to get open downfield or he's going to take the sack. And that manifested itself today when the Dolphins got six sacks. It did. And one of the best things today, and I'm glad it came up in our chat, you and I talked about it off the air, was Jalen Phillips probably played the most statistically irrelevant great game I've ever seen in my life today. Uh, I think he had two assisted tackles. But he directly caused, I think, two sacks. Uh, He caused some bad throws. He forced plays back to the inside when they tried to kick it outside. Um, And and really had the best two assists I've ever seen from from a pass rusher (laughs) as far as that goes. The weirdest thing for me today actually came from the defensive line, and it felt like it was schematic, and I didn't like it. Raekwon Davis was consistently playing about half a yard to a yard off the ball, and if if they were doing that to open up stunting lanes for Jerome Baker or Landon Roberts, fine. But there were a lot of times they were doing that, and nobody was stunting on either side of him. So he was in a position where he was almost playing catch downfield and opening up running lanes at times, especially early on. And I did not like that one bit. It it was like when the secondary used to play 15 yards off the receiver down in and down out. It just it didn't put the defense in a good position, especially with the fact that you've got so many people up on the line and you're going to leave those lanes there. Yeah, there was a twist where this defense started just hunkering down and just attacking the line of scrimmage at all times. Uh, and I, I know what you're talking about there with Raekwon Davis. Where there is, there is nothing he should be doing except punishing the person in front of him. Period. And get and, as close as you can, so you can get you can win that leverage battle instantly instead of letting them get into their block. And when you look at the Jerome Baker first sack that brought it to second and nineteen, you can see 
the defensive backs all huddling up on the line of scrimmage on first down. And Jerome Baker had a nine-yard sack. That's exactly – I know you can't do that every single time, but it shouldn't take, you know, a quarter for the Dolphins' defense to understand that. Um, but overall, I, I'm, I'm elated with how the Dolphins' defense has played during this six-game winning streak. Absolutely. I know I ran a bunch of stats on it the other day. Um, I know you saw those, and, and it was pretty fun. Ta- I mean, really, over the last eight games from this defense. Um, yeah, no, like, there's a lot to really like. Andrew Van Ginkle played his butt off today. Emmanuel Agba continued batting passes the line of scrimmage, got in on the sack game, recovered a fumble, all those things. Uh, God, Raquan Davis is still a monster. Christian Wilkins, total monster. Zach Sealer, strip sack. Uh, you go up and down this line, there's not a lot to pick apart, which is is, is amazing. Like, And this line is mostly, uh, other than Agba, is under contract for next year. So and this D-line is going to be this D-line again. There is not a better value than Zach Sealer in the NFL right now. I mean, I, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that be, he, he just dominated today. I mean, getting that uh, there was a there was a play where Michael Carter got the handoff, and that would have been a twenty yard run. And Zach Sealer reached a hand out, brought him down for no gain. Mm-hmm. And he, he also had a uh, sack when it was a, just a seven point lead for the Dolphins at the time. So, one of my favorite players on the team, no no doubt about it. Um, so. We've gotten a little bit off track here. <laughs> oh, my Defe- grade for the D-line is an A. Uh, an A. We had six sacks today. It's an A. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with an A for the defensive line, too. Um, linebacker. I mean, Andrew Ann Ginkle, a sack. Jerome Baker, two sacks. Landon Roberts and um, Duke Riley didn't see much of, but that's kind of for good reason. Um, you know, the Dolphins played – with even without Javon Holland, played with a lot of five defensive back a lot of the time. So I've I've got to go at linebacker with a B plus. Jerome Baker and Andrew Van Ginkle bring this up to a B plus. Alandon Roberts had a play today that's that's characteristic of what I've been saying for the past couple of years with him. And I think it was third and long and he guessed four holes over from where he was and left a big gaping chasm that the Jets were able to run through and get a first down. And that's the type of stuff that, like we've talked about before, if he guesses right, it's it's usually a lights-out play and a big play. But the rest of the time, it's a big gaping hole. Uh, Not a Munson-sized hole, but a big gaping hole. So I I can go with a B-plus as well. Big gaping hole. Uh, Defensive back. (laughs) Calvin Munson, it was good to see him back. Um, Special teams wise. um, (laughs) You know, uh, when Andrew Van Ginkle had a sack today, uh, Greg Gumbel called him Clayton Fedulum. Yeah, <laughs> which I think I think he owes a public apology to the Miami Dolphins fan base for that. <laughs> he but got Fedulum right on that 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 fake punt that wasn't though. God, there was a Family Guy back in like a uh, two thousand with a Gumble to Gumble that after we <laughs> watched night. Anyway, um, defensive back have at it, Paul. Well, they didn't challenge Xavier Howard. I liked Brandon Jones' sack. Um, Eric Rowe got tripped up on the first Jets touchdown and basically log- log jammed and blocked the entire Dolphins defensive line, unfortunately. Uh, Byron Jones had probably one of the best games he's had as a Dolphin, though. And Coleman could have pulled down an interception that really would have upped this grade. 
but again, it's they held Zach Wilson down after after some early stuff and, and really confused things at times and, and didn't get demolished by, by the wide receiver core. I can give the defensive backs I can give them an A minus for this one. And Jose Lucas, I see you. It is gonna be tasty on Monday night football. Thanks, Jose. And um Xavier Howard wasn't targeted. I, I wish he gave more effort on that first uh, touchdown by Braxton Berrios, but you know, Byron Jones just continues to show what a solid pro that he is. And he made two very big plays today, two very big pass breakups, and then they didn't try to target him after that. And then they didn't try to target Xavier Howard throughout the entire game. And good for Zach Wilson for making that, you know, analysis. Um, and if 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 Javon Holland were in the game today, that would have caused more problems. Um, Brandon Jones got his fourth sack of the year for safety. Um, I have no complaints about this unit. Uh, Justin Coleman had a couple of rough plays. He, he missed some tackles. He would be the thing that takes the Dolphins unit from an A down to an A minus, and that's going to be my grade here. Uh, Special teams. Tommy Lee Lewis. I hope he stays on the team, you know? I was hoping to get to see him really get a chance to run one back today, and we didn't really get to see that. Um, Jets were consistently sending kickoffs out of the end zone. Uh, the punk coverage was, was pretty good as well. So we didn't get to see him return one. Hopefully we get to see him return one uh, next week against the Saints. It's He looked like he's got a little electricity in his step, though. And this is not reflective of this game here, specifically. Uh, but, yeah, the Dolphins play the Saints next week. And he was with the Saints for four years. I could... Maybe he can take one back. What do you think? I mean, well, it's. I mean, Miami likes their undersized, speedy electric return men. So be he, he's been a, he has been a a return specialist for a little while, and uh, he had the biggest Dolphins uh, uh, special teams play this year, where he caught the ball and uh, took a hit and uh, got a. 15-yard penalty. That's more than what Javon Holland and Jalen Waddle have done, even though I love what they've done on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So, real quick, by the way, just a little fun fact for our listeners, is you mentioned Byron Jones. Byron Jones is running mate from college in the defensive backfield. Bleedy Ray Wilson was actually active for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight after getting a call-up from the practice squad, which was fun to see. Gotcha. Random fact, but kind of a neat one. It's only a matter of time till uh, OB Melifonwu gets uh, gets called up somewhere. Hey, his brother is dominating up in uh, Detroit, who looked dominant today against the, the Cardinals. I wouldn't say dominating, uh, but... Uh, uh, did he make a play? Um, I didn't watch any of that game, so hmm. we'll go with it. Yeah, uh, but he's uh, yeah, if he is, if he's back off IR, and uh, yeah, we'll see. And the Lions <laughs> smoked the Arizona Cardinals today. The one win, Detroit Lions smoked the ten win. Arizona Cardinals. They bit the kneecaps off those Cardinals today, let's face it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, though. The the Dolphins better beat the Saints. Because I have to see a seven-win, a a seven-game winning streak. I have not seen a seven-game winning streak in my entire life. 28 years I've been a Dolphins fan. I have not seen a seven-game winning streak. I want to see it on Monday Night Football. 
I am down for it. I mean, Miami ne- needs to win out for their playoff chances right now. It's, you know, d- despite what Steve Kornecki has to say, Miami's right there in the thick of it for the final playoff spot or two. And at 7-7, seven and seven, it's a whole new world for Dolphin football right here. Oh, by the way, my grade for special teams is a B plus. It was okay. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. So, who is your uh, player of the game and Coke Bus player? Hmm, Coke Bus player of the game. I, mm. I'm gonna go with Hunter Long for my Coke Bus player. He had two stupid penalties. And while that interception was on Tua, you just saw him kind of flounder back at the ball and not really put any effort to try to come back to it on a comeback route. Um, So I'm going to go with Hunter Long on this one. As far as my player of the game goes, I'm going to be cheesy here. I'm going to give it to Duke Johnson, our first 100-yard rusher of the year. Oh, no, that's not cheesy. That, Actually, you that know what? Is if you want Duke Johnson, legit. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to our fullback Christian Wilkins for the fat guy touchdown. Screw it, you can have Duke. All right, I'll take Duke for my player of the game. My Coke Bus player of the game is going to be Tua Tungavailoa. Okay, get better for next week. Okay, because I'm telling you, he just sh- the, the Saints defense just shut out Tom Brady. Okay. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't get better next week, forget about winning this game on Monday Night Football. In fact, he's going to get embarrassed on Monday Night Football if he doesn't get better, even with Jalen Waddle back in the fold. Yeah, but Cat, so, we got a question for you specifically in chat. It's a two-parter. A. What do you think of Wilkins' celebration? And B, what do you think of Wilkins' Pro Bowl chances? A, uh, I don't care. And B, he's not going to make the Pro Bowl. Because because Chris Jones, DeForest Buckner, there are five, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, there there are are seven defensive tackles that are not, uh, that are going to make the Pro Bowl over Christian Wilkins. So uh, I like Christian Wilkins, but I've got to be honest, too. I mean, I, I, I don't want to pay him eight or nine million a year, you know, after next year. I like him, but. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I, if you had asked I, me that. I, before. I think he's a good player. I, I've always thought he's a good player, but. No. Yeah. If you had asked me before the season if I'd be willing to pay Christian Wilkins after next year, it'd be a resounding no from me. But after the way he's stepped up this season, and not and and all fat guy touchdowns aside, literally just speaking of the defensive side of the ball, it's oh yeah, Fedulum would have been a good Coke bus player after that damn screwed up mess messed up punt. Good point, Ron. But after what he's done on the defensive side, after looking at his run defense grades. Uh, you name it this season. I'd be amenable to paying Wilkins to stick around now. And I, I also say Clayton Fedulin, as far as a Coke bus player, is um, it's an easy out. Okay. It's, I mean, Tua did not play well today. And, and that's the biggest thing that people need to understand. He needs to play better and over the next three games he plays the saints who just shut out tom brady and uh the uh, the titans who are going to hold anybody to 15 to 17 points and the patriots so if tua comes out and he puts up 20 to 25 points and the Dolphins win those those games, we have a franchise quarterback, and this is serious business. But if he gets if he plays today like, like he did today, that's not going to happen. Okay? Yeah, and here's my thing with that, though, too. It's, it's he's been playing so well 
that having a little bit of a rough game today, at least it was in a game that he could get away with that. And whether Miami's the up team and the Jets are the down team, the Jets are the up team and Miami's the down team, you and I both know, we've talked about it with everybody from Tom Garfinkel to fans that we've met casually. It's always a tough matchup between the Jets and the Dolphins. And it is what it is. Like So I'd rather Tua get the stinker out of the way against the Jets right now. And, and, and as far as stinkers goes, it wasn't even a stinker. It's just he had a couple of bad moments. Uh, first quarter and probably one pass after that. But get it out of the way now instead of against the Saints next week in primetime. Have that coming out party next week that starts to get a little bit more of the mainstream believing in, in this guy. And I'm okay with that so long as he doesn't make a habit out of today. And the fact that he came back after starting poorly, after that interception, and got it done, I, I it made a little more of a believer out of me even though he had a tough couple moments today. Toxic Panda asked if I've been drinking. Toxic Panda 71 asked if I've been drinking. <laughs> Did you even no, need I to ha- ask Toxic? No, I have not been. Have you? <laughs> uh, and that's going to do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins-Jets matchup here. The Dolphins have won six in a row. And we're when we get to Monday Night Football, if the Dolphins win that game, then it's going to be 56 games the following week against the Titans where the Dolphins have not lost a game. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the fan-sided network and finfanatic.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it's on the fin side.